This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes have gone undercover in an attempt to save their friend King Mudbutt at his very own coronation. But will Butthole be able to bring his weapons inside? Will Quinny and Alan ever escape their distracting work in the busy kitchens? Will they finally get to Mudbutt in this friggin' episode already? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! Uh, invitation? I've known Mudbutt forever. He's going to be a great king, am I right, he guys? He is going to be a great king. Listen, I'm a visiting dignitary from the, the city of Fandelver, where I've got some great land. I've been adventuring with Mudbutt before, and look at this mug. And I take out the Electrum mug. I'm like, I brought this for him. Like, I'm here to make, make some gifts, make some friends. He's going to be a great king, right? Oh, he's going to be a great king. Well, I think my love for him is sort of an invitation. You know, it's an open kingdom. He's got an open heart. Uh, well, certainly, sir, but um, you will need to leave your weapon with us. There are no weapons allowed. Fuck. Okay. Uh, well, what, what, here, here's here's my real my real uh, problem. Uh, where where do the weapons go if I'm going to leave it here with you? And then he kind of like shows you. There's basically a glorified coat check. Um, <laughs> a- anyone who's coming in will obviously like have weapons or things that they want to stow. So it'll be locked in a secure space. You can come retrieve it at any time. Okay, but see, I'm like a cleric, and if you look at the the armor, like you can see, symbol of Moonhammer, symbol of Moonhammer, Moonhammer. This is actually my staff of office. Like this is this is a holy icon, more so than a weapon. I, I'm a pacifist. <laughs> Why would you need your holy icon at a coronation? Because I everything's going to go great. Mudbutt is going to be a great king. He totally is. And do you want to know one of the reasons why? I've got to give him the blessing that I've got to extend, and I need my holy icon with me to do that. I mean, we want this to be as sacred a ceremony as we can, don't we? He's going to be a great king. We have our own traditions here, sir, and the person's eye starts to twitch. Absolutely. And do you know who wanted this blessing? Mudbutt. If you ask him, he has a hammer of Moonhammer with him. I bet as we speak. Personally, I, I'm not qualified to speak to, to Moonhammer. He's well, then be a I'd great like, king. I would like to speak to someone who is qualified to speak to the great king. Uh, could I speak with your manager? <laughs> um, the uh, the dwarf's nose starts bleeding and his eye twitches. Does that mean no? <laughs> Listen, you're standing right, right, here bleeding, right, right, and I'm right, here to right, talk right to away, a king. Right away, sir. Thank you, sir. And uh, he turns and, and goes inside. Uh, moments later, he returns with an impeccably well-dressed dwarf who has a uh, sort of sharp, pointed beard. And for some reason, uh, completely mysterious to you, has dyed his eyebrows blue. He arrives and he says, uh, uh, yes, I understand you want to speak to someone. Hello, friend. I am Butthole Farch, the uh, high cleric of the priest of uh, Moonhammer. I'm super, super excited to meet you. I'm super excited to be here for Prince, now King Mudbutt's great. He's going to be a great king, am I right? Oh, well, we'll see. I do hope that he he rules with the, the poise and grace that our kingdom deserves. I mean... We haven't forgotten about the fire, of course. Well, that's fair. So here's the deal. Uh, it's why I needed to talk to you. I, I'm here. I'm a traveling priest. I'm here representing Fandelver, a city that was saved by the, the new king. Uh, we're very excited. Very excited. He's going to be a great king. They're trying to take my holy icon away from me. I should introduce myself. Uh, my name is Burlap. I am the uh, Winchester's uh, Speaker of Truths, which I believe 
in uh, your human realms, you would refer to as a, a vizier or major domo, perhaps uh, one, one of those human terms. You're, you're also oh yeah, I served in a I served in a mercenary company with major domo. Great guy. Oh yes, major domo. <laughs> yes, I hear he's made general. Um, we cannot allow weapons into the cathedral. Okay. Do you know what? I think my holy icon can go that way. Here's my real problem. I, I knew I needed to kick this upstairs to be able to have this conversation. I'm willing to turn in mine. But I've got an amazing gift from Mudbud, and I take out the axe with Hugh on it. Oh, And I'm like, this, as you can tell, fine dwarven handiwork, and it's going to help him in battle. It's going to help him protect the kingdom. I can't check this. How am I supposed to give the gift to him? I understand. A gift is an entirely different matter. Uh, However, I do hope you'll be okay with me delivering it on your behalf. Now, listen, Bentley, I don't know you that well. You call Uh, him Bentley? Yeah, Bentley. Uh, I, I don't know you that well. I like you. I like you a lot. But uh, I don't know if the gift's going to make it to him. I don't know if he's going to know oh, who it's I'll from. I'll come with you. Oh, uh, oh I just I can't. You, I cannot allow you to carry the weapon. Oh, that's fine. Okay, if, if you'll stick with me, then I think we can do this as friends. So I give Moonbringer to one of the guards, and I just grab him for a second, really conspiratorial, and I'm like, just to let you know, you break that up, fucking kill you. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I go inside. Burlap takes you in hand and uh, sort of leads you in through the main doors into the cathedral. Essentially, you're in a very large room, very high ceilings. It feels almost a little bit like a cavern as part of the design. In front of you, there are a number of tables festooned all over the room at sort of odd angles. You can see they have stools filled with revelers. Everyone seems to be talking and, you know, cheerful, buoyant. People seem to be raising glasses. The room seems to have some kind of enchantment on it where there are uh, crystals in the ceiling that are kind of sparkling different colors. In the center of the room, you see there is a raised pedestal where the uh, body of Grime Bottom is in state. So, you know, the head's been wrapped. There's like a coin over each eye. He's in armor, holding a sword. On the west side of the room, there's a stage. You can see a band performing. There's a beautiful um, elven singer who is uh, currently singing a, a very sort of haunting song. She's got a backup band playing. There's a door just south of that. You can hear some clinking. Sounds like uh, there might be some prep going on there. There's basically doors on either side of the stage leading out. There's a door in the northwest corner of the room. And most importantly of all... Yeah, I was going to say, where's my main man? The north end of the room in a uh, large stone throne sits the one, the only, Mudbutt. <laughs> What's this, water? Get this away from me! Where's my rum? <laughs> Uh, yes, Mudbutt is uh, is sitting kind of draped over the throne. You can see that he's wearing much better armor. Uh, you want to tell us what you're wearing there, Mudbutt? Oh, uh, Mudbutt is wearing, if you saw the Thor movies, you know, kind of <laughs> like what Odin wears. Okay. So it's like wow. resplendent, like golden armor with a lot of like spikes on it. And he's got this jeweled horned helmet on, which serves as like a crown. Right. Behind him, there's like a little plaque that has his famous axe on it. And uh, it's big enough that he can lie on it, the the, the throne. And is Richard perched anywhere? No, Richard is not there. Okay. So I, I lean over oh. to uh, the guy beside me and I'm like, I like a man who lounges. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? It's a good lounge throne. Looking around the room, um, again, you see sort of a, a bunch of uh, very well-dressed uh, citizens uh, sitting at the tables. Refilling the jug is a, uh, a gnome who seems to be in uh, in very fine butlering garb. You can see he keeps coming over, and uh, there's like a giant vat of ale in the back corner, and he carries a pitcher on a tray, and literally any time Mudbutt starts to pour, he rushes back over to the vat, fills the thing, gets ready to refill the pitcher. So to Mudbutt's eye, it's just a magically refilling pitcher. Ooh. Um, but uh, this, this <laughs> butler, again. butler's working overtime. <laughs> on the other side of the throne, you can see um, a uh, dwarven woman in um, fairly ornate-looking armor who is clearly kind of, she, you can tell she's wearing her, like, dress best and isn't too pleased about it. And she's keeping a watchful eye on everything, and uh, her hands rest on a giant battle hammer. There's also one human dressed sort of like a motley patchwork of clothes who just seems to be walking around and talking to people normally. Uh, and all the dwarves seem to find this outrageously funny. Man, this is an exciting room. In my head, I'm like, Quinian. Yeah, they got suckered in this deal. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to go say hi to Mudbutt because there's not a lot of point to dicking around with the rest of these people. So I'm like, uh, do you know what? Let me let me stop at King Grimebottom's on the way, if you don't mind, Brent. And then uh, Burlap, so... I'm sorry, Burlap. Uh, is your last name Sack? Because that'd be hilarious. <sighs> no. What's your last it's name? Satchel. Burlap Satchel. <laughs> Do you know what? I like that. Classes it up. 
Thank you, sir. I like you, buddy. All right, so let's go say <laughs> hi to the dead guy. Uh, <laughs> we walked, uh, walk up to the center of the room. Is it on like a raised dais or something? Yeah, or? yeah. Think, you know, the, the carved tombstone kind of thing, except rather than the tombstone, it's the body. It's in a, a clear place of honor. It's All right, so I... I I, w- I will walk up like an appropriately respectful. Dis- I don't know if there's like a velvet curtain or something where like, don't touch the body. I'm not going to touch it, but I uh, thought about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but so I'm going to walk up and then I'm just going to take a knee and then I'm just going to like say, say a prayer and do a couple of very subtle farts. I, I don't want to ruin the, the ambiance of the room. Now you care about the ambiance of a room with your farts? Listen, there's a dead man in here. <laughs> you got to have some respect. <laughs> Plus, I can't really stand out too, too much as being magical. So uh, what uh, what kind of prayer are you going to say? I'm just, uh, Moonhammer's great. <laughs> <laughs> you're great. You're a great king. Moonhammer's going to look after you. I mean, you're my friend's dad. I'm sorry you died, apparently, under some weird circumstances. But I don't say that part really loud, and I'm just like, we'll, we'll avenge you, uh, whether it's against some sort of murder or possibly just old age. I'll, I'll kick old age's ass for you, crime bottom. You, you handsome bastard. You feel uh, as you're you're saying this prayer that you know you, you did a good thing. This is the kind of thing Moonhammer respects and the kind of thing Moonhammer loves. And you find yourself with a point of inspiration. Oh man, I got some stank in my bowels. <laughs> <laughs> One point of stank. Uh. Burlap observes from a you know a polite distance and says, uh, "Yes, it's a, a long-standing uh, tradition here in Winchester that uh, to truly seal the passing on of the, uh, the 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 crown and throne, the incoming heir must do a shot off of the corpse of the previous king. Uh, so that will be the uh, the apex of our evening, and at this, of course, uh, the great feast of Mudbutt. So, what does he do a shot of? Rum. It's our nice. nation's uh, favorite drink. That's pretty great. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, you probably thought I was going to think that weird, but you meet my friend Ranger and you'll know about the weird stuff with bodies. And then I say, am I right? And I elbow him, look around and realize no one's with me. <laughs> Burlap says, yes. Uh, well, let us go see the incoming king. Yeah, so. absolutely. Please. Hey, blue eyebrows. <laughs> go tell, uh, go tell the uh, friggin' uh, butler boy. I need, I need another glass of beer. I want to double fist this. <laughs> Uh, yes, well, if, if you want to double fist it, my friend. By the void of my ancestors' butthole! <laughs> I think I've got the cup for you, buddy. <laughs> and then I, I stand on the on the throne and I and I dive at him, <laughs> and then I and he catches me in his arms and we hug. Yep. Uh, and then and, and then, then I lift him up yeah, in the style of Dirty Dancing, oh, and, we and we spin, do that pose, and we spin, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy, and then and then you let me down, and then I lift you up, yep. and then we're spinning like that, and then I yell, "This never happens to me!" <laughs> we're like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and then he sets me down. Yeah, I, I set you down, and then we just like high five, it's like five in a row. We're just like, uh, 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 uh. and then we're so into it, we kiss for a second, <laughs> and then we stop for a second, and then we're like, "Do you know what? It's worth it." That and we fine. kiss for another. Yeah, time. yeah. What are you doing here? Well, I mean. Somebody's becoming a king, am I right? <laughs> Somebody's you. Who, me? Yeah. So I reach into <laughs> my backpack and I take out this. So on our previous quest, we found this hammered Electrum Dwarven decorated mug. And we were like, this is somebody's birthday. You get in there. And I give it to him. Is is this a decorated mug? An empty decorated <laughs> mug? Not for long. The gnome comes over uh, and says, oh, so, so, sorry, sir, allow me to fix that mug for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, fix it. Pours ale into the cup. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> These diamonds make it make it taste even better. Come here, come here. I got to sit down on this thing. <laughs> okay, uh, do you want me to join you? Well, you, I mean, you can stand beside. Yeah, I'm only allowed on here. Oh, okay. If all, if all these guys and hey, girls are there, hey, uh, hey, Bollywood Bill, uh, can you give me a chair there? <laughs> yes, friend? Mr. Get, get him a chair, Mr. Satchel. One of the nice ones from the back. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. <laughs> so Burlap nods uh, and he, he turns to the gnome and he says, "Glee Diddle, please go get one of the good chairs. Uh, it would seem that our incoming king has a friend." Uh, for the record, Glee Diddle, big fan of your name. <laughs> he says, uh, th- thank you, sir. Do you know Fiddlesworth? No. Okay, listen, this may seem like a weird thing that I keep bringing up, but uh, you butlers should start a union. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> no, no, trust me, it doesn't affect the pay scale. I did this with goblins. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they protect the rightful king. They got a real problem with usurpers. It's fantastic. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah. 
I'm not king yet, but I'll, I'll consider it. And I nice. give a really big wink at him. And then I lean over to Burlap, and I'm like, also, Mudbutt, if you thought that mug was cool, Burlap, get, get over here. And I'm like, can I hand it to him, Burlap, or does it have to be you? Oh, uh, yes, you can hand it to him. All right, so what, what, I have what, him hand it to what, me. What, what? I have, it's like a dwarven battle axe. It's super ornate. It's magically charged. And I'm like, we got you an axe. And if you look, its name is Hugh. It's got H-E-W spelled on it. <laughs> what? Is this my birthday? What is this? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be king. So I hand it to him, and I'm like, that'll really fuck up anything that's wood, but it'll make oh. you scared of the woods. Oh, oh. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the thought that counts. It's, just, yeah, okay. It's like a slap and a hug. Tell you, you know what? I'm going to get Glee Diddle to just hold on to that. And he'll put it. He'll put it with my things in my in my room. Clean it out. Little is dragging a chair that's twice as big as he is. Christ Almighty! All right. Uh, and he drags it up next to the throne and he says, uh, "Yes, sir." Okay, you're gonna need to take this. Uh, oh, here, Mudbutt. I got an idea. Oh, I've noticed looking around the room. It doesn't seem like you've got a ceremonial bodyguard. And I think, as a king, you certainly deserve <laughs> the one. The captain of the guard is standing nearby in clear <laughs> ceremonial garb, glaring at you. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. hold on. Hey, no, there's uh, there's this guy here. No, he's, no, no, uh, that's true. But I'm talking ceremonial, as in they're not very good at their job. Clearly talented. If you oh. want to show you're a big king, you got to have a ceremonial guard, which means it's just bullshit. And I think I'm a great ceremonial guard. I mean, give me an axe. I don't know how to use it. I'm a hammer guy. Uh. So what if I just stand beside you? We can make some jokes. You become king. <laughs> also, I have a secret to tell you we should leave this room. <laughs> uh, well, I should probably talk to, to Commander Orgy about that. Uh, Commander, uh, I mean... Sire, the feast is about to begin. Oh, um, the besides, feast. Besides, I oh, don't you think your uncle the feast. would approve. Uh, oh, uh, uncle. <laughs> All right. Well, l listen, I don't want to step in where I shouldn't. I, you know me, I defer to Mudbutt like nobody's business. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Mudbutt's uncle isn't going to be king. So, but Mudbutt wants my budget oh. get, right? Oh, but the feast. Oh, no, I'm pro-feast. Oh, yes. Well, then, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Let the feast begin! Smash cut to Ramsey going, oh, fuck. Fuck, he said for the feast to begin, I, oh, God, I told him not to start until we told him we were ready. So, Ramsey! <laughs> while, the, while the craziness is ongoing, I'm like, you better get on that feast, Glee Diddle, and I just pat him along, but I take you, and I just sit with it <laughs> beside me in my chair. <sighs> and I'm like, mud butt. That was the chair. Oh, this is amazing. Glee Diddle kills it. You know, yeah, that dude like, knows what's up. I don't know, feathers, or I don't know what Oh, man, and I will tell you, Burlap Satchel, give that dude a raise. I love those eyebrows. Oh, all right. All right, <laughs> but, but I don't get it. So <laughs> here's, here's the thing. There's some stuff going on. Don't you tell me about it. Look at this. It is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Gideon told me it's like my birthday, but for like a week. Okay. It's like, like a week of birthdays. And endless beer. And this is like my fifth feast today. <laughs> Do we have any animals left in the kingdom? <laughs> just so much food. Mm. I really just need you to listen for a second. <laughs> oh, hold on a sec. Butler! Go get Ramsey. Tell him I'm ready for my, my sixth course. Very Ooh. good, sir. So I, I, I use thaumaturgy to make my voice really loud in one of Mudbutt's ears so that he can hear me <laughs> over himself. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need you to listen first. No, act normal. Get your hand out of your oh, ear. Oh, oh. Pretend, pretend this is totally normal. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Goblin Jr., Quinny, and Alan are in the back. What? No, the, what? No, they came too? <laughs> oh, you, yeah. How's Goblin Jr.? Oh, Goblin Jr.'s doing oh, so good. Goodness gracious. And then I'm like, you, in my ear, I'm like, just, just drink a drink. They're just listen to the story. Tell me okay. about that. They're hiding in the back. Uh-oh. We, we got a message from the Harpers. Somebody's here to kill you. The Harper? Oh, oh Mr. Harper. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hello everyone, it's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah, did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that you actually get one of my favorite perks, you get access to our patron-only Discord. You got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel, where you can ask us about our process, about our characters, or anything like that. But also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, and I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to Patreon.com/slash/DumDumDice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. That guy, I mean, I met him only once. You and he was kind of like, he was kind of like a stick in the mud. Guy. You remember Sister Grail, though? <laughs> oh, shit. Our only job was to save a wizard, oh. and we murdered that wizard. She's funny. Also, the Nothic says really hello. Funny. What? Really? Yeah. yeah, the Nothic says it's so that high. guy. You know, we got off on a bad... Okay, I'm back in your but ear again. You, you got to focus for a second. Oh. Ooh. Okay, someone... It's taking over your kingdom with magic, and they're going to kill you. Well, I'm taking over the kingdom no, no, because no. I'm the heir apparent to the throne. Yeah, can we just fast forward through me doing this for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but when I smash cut to Ramsey, I was actually trying to switch the scene. Oh, thank God. Um, but uh, so uh, as you're having this conversation, uh, the one human who's wandering around talking to people, which uh, Mudbutt points out is uh, Kevin, the court jester. Friggin' um, Kevin. He's just like a regular, <laughs> regular dude, but that's really funny to dwarfs because like they don't know any humans. So Kevin's wandering around, and uh, you can see he's sort of having conversations here and there, and kind of like does some little gestury dance for um, a very stern-looking dwarf uh, who's wearing an extraordinarily fine hat um, that uh, Mudbutt identifies as uh, Gideon, his uh, his uncle. 
who is not Mudbutt's biggest fan, but uh, has begrudgingly been kind of giving him advice about the uh, the upcoming coronation. Eventually, though, you see uh, Kevin is just walking around. He's talking to people, and he's really trying hard to get the attention of, like, this one table. And when he finally does, they exchange some words, and he seems to get very heated for a second, and then all of a sudden starts twitching and foaming at the mouth and falls over. <laughs> Classic Kevin. <laughs> Cut to the kitchen. Uh, so um, Ramsey is, uh, is you know, swearing away as, as the, the, the pot boils and everything else. And then all of a sudden, Gleedadil arrives and says, oh, our illustrious incoming jackass would like his food now. And Ramsey says, oh, God, I, I t- told him that we'd serve it when it was ready. Okay, you two, you ready to serve? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of our uh, serving robes are dwarf-sized, so this is going to look just fine on you. I can see you a bit, yeah. You look a little weird on uh, on you, friend elf, but... Uh, that's what we got. So hands right. you uh, two uh, blue robes. Um, All right. Okay. Yours is kind of almost like a skirt because uh, it's dwarf-sized. Uh, Quinny fits sure. you pretty well. All right. Yeah, it's a little big, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. A little, a little baggy. That's okay. So you guys grab trays, and um, Ramsey's like, go, go, start serving. Goblin Jr. looks up and goes, snarf? I can't have a dog out there. You, you hang out with me. Snarf, snarf. Dog in the kitchen's fine. That's totally up to go. <laughs> and he just turns back to the soup. <laughs> have you seen Mudbutt? This is personal hygiene. This is, this is as clean Fair as it gets. What do you guys want to look for? What do you want to do? Is Let's... the gnome still in the kitchen? Uh, yes. I'm like, you, is anything weird going on? Have you noticed anything weird? Weird. I mean, aside from the fact that they're making that piece of shit, no good town burner king. You mean anything other than that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Other than that, I think we're all good. <laughs> there was, I mean, the only, the only strange thing other than our fucking town burning down, of course, was uh, there was that weird, uh, you probably heard about this, it's all anyone's talking about, but that whole trade dispute between the Milners and this other guild, and it was just, it was such a fiasco, it cost us tons of money, and quite frankly, I couldn't get the kind of bread I like for months. But uh, here they finally resolved it, so that's pretty good news. Nobody's talking about this. (laughs) Can you roll me a history check? Yeah. Twelve total. Alan, uh, you do remember this mm-hmm. because you know, being kind of a nerd, this was this was big news. But this was big news a year and a half ago. The guilds have since merged. Oh. But it seems very strange that uh, the gnome is talking about this in the present tense. Oh, how long ago did the town burn down? Oh, uh, a few months. Took us some time to rebuild, but hey, what are you going to do? Took you a few months to build everything back up? His eye starts twitching. Son of a bitch. Yes, yeah, yeah, a few months. <laughs> Why? What's so strange about that? We're very quick. We're very industrious. <sighs> Nothing. Let's take this food out. <laughs> Fuck. Unless you got any other ideas while we're back here. <laughs> I, I have no idea. All right. Can you guys roll me a perception check as you go? 23. 23. I have 11. Great. Quinny, so as you come into the main room, you kind of feel something odd under your foot. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look down, there seems to be a very fine stone dust. As you kind of keep an eye on this uh, powdered dust, mm-hmm. um, you see that there are some uh, very thin trenches that seem to have been carved into the floor. I guess since I'm out now, I'm going to make eye contact with Butthole, just kind of like get an idea of where he is, where he's at. Mm-hmm. I want to start, I guess, passing out whatever I've got on my tray. What's sure. Small hors d'oeuvres. So yeah. let's say it's like a bruschetta type thing. Okay. I want to start walking around the perimeter, mm-hmm. doing my usual thief thing of like, you know, I want to know where guards are. I want to know where escapes are. Sure. But also, this is I'm, I'm layering up a lot of things I want to do here. I but, understand. Uh, I also want to see if there's any sort of discernible pattern from the lines in this stonework on the floor. So as I walk around, I get like an, I can kind of piece together a better idea of what it would all look like together. Can you please roll me a, an investigation check? Yeah. Which gives me a total of four. <laughs> cool. And I then, get lost. Lines. Uh, and I also need a insight check and a perception check, please. Insight rolling. 18 for insight. And that was investigation, was it? Perception. Perception, I'm sorry. Uh, And so that's going to be 24. You go around, you start handing out uh, hors d'oeuvres, and you can hear sort of like little snippets of conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like there are a few things being discussed. You hear people saying like, oh, you know, talking to each other about like, oh, I can't believe how out of proportion they blew the whole fire thing. It wasn't really that bad, blah, blah, blah. Right. However, uh, with your insight check, what you start to realize is that the same conversation is being had at almost every table, just in different at, like, di- at different points, at in different the points, and it all seems to be circling the same sorts of things: how great a king Mudbutt's going to be, how okay. the fire was blown way out of proportion, how Grimebottom died heroically in his sleep, but will always be remembered as like the greatest king that Winchester ever had. Right. You can't really make out what is carved, but it seems to be almost the entire space of the room. What you notice, though, as you're kind of looking around, looking at the lines, uh, is there is a feather. That seems to have been sort of kicked under a table mm. that looks to be one of your dear pal Richard's. 
I stoop to pick up the feather and also check under the table. You don't see Richard under there, but right. um, a little distance away, you can see another feather. I'm going to go for that feather. As you go, you can kind of see there are a few of them that lead to the door that is... The door on the opposite side of the stage from the kitchen. Yes. Uh, I'm going to circle back to Alan, who I'm assuming is also mm-hmm. serving mm-hmm. appetizers mm-hmm. and stuff. And before we find out what you do there, yep. Alan, what have you been up to since you got back into the room? I noticed we had an elf on the stage, right? So I'm, I'm kind of making my way past the stage and just kind of getting a check because something is really weird and I'm just like checking out the people who seem out of place here. Mm-hmm. And I want to do an arcanic check near the sure. near the elf. And that's 19 total. As you kind of like reach out with your senses, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming how loud the static is. And you'll take two points of damage. Fucking hell. Blinding, spiking headache. As you uh, approach, though, you're, uh, you know, as Alan, kind of always expecting that people will be excited. But you, the, uh, the elf doesn't even seem to see you. Her gaze drifts over you, but uh, doesn't stop. All right, I'm just going to circle around the rest of the room and drop some hors d'oeuvres off at a table on the far side. Who else have we got around the throne right now? Augury, who is the uh, captain of the guard to the northwest of the throne. Okay. Butthole next to the throne. Mudbutt yeah. is on the throne. Currently, Kevin the court jester is talking to a man in an exceptionally nice hat. Has he collapsed or is he up now? Not yet. So are we spinning at this point? <laughs> Uh, now, uh, this would be around the time that you're trying to, like, you're pointing at your ear and saying, assassins! <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> right, right. it'll keep sort of coming and going. Uh, and then from the door in the north, you see uh, the door open and uh, a very aged dwarf uh, woman with a very kindly smile and very nice jewelry seems to sort of come in with shuffling steps and starts making her way towards the throne. Quinny, you've come back over. You're now with Alan. All right. I fill her in on the things that I've Mm -hmm. seen, specifically opening my hand and showing her a clutch of feathers. I'm like, I think this is Richard. Do the feathers lead to somewhere? Are they... They they lead to the... Have I spotted these guys? that is to the right of the stage. Yeah, yeah, because you made made eye contact with Yeah, I'm kind of watching you guys while I'm telling you, trying to to tell them about the assassins. Uh, And if you... Like, I'm just waiting for the sign. Because if you guys need a distraction or something, that's my job. Right, right, yeah. All I can say is there's so much magic in here, it is painful. Everyone has, like, he's a great king or whatever. Every time we seem to go off script from that, people seem to freak out. Do you want to stress test this magic thing and just start chatting up people at different tables about weird shit? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Okay. You move towards one table. You come within earshot of the court jester and mm-hmm. the man in the hat. And he's like, well, that's that's preposterous. They, they blew it way out of proportion. The fire wasn't nearly as big. And Kevin's like, no, it fucking burned down. Don't you remember? And then suddenly starts foaming at the mouth, twitching, oh. and falls over. Are we still within earshot of each other? Uh, yeah. Ish. Okay, I say abort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so people kind of, there's a bit of commotion. Uh, uh, Mudbutt laughs from the throne. <laughs> Classic Kevin. Um, and I, 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 I jump to my feet and say, well, I'm, I'm a healer, Mudbutt. Maybe I should go fix him. Clearly he's a defective human. <laughs> Get over there. So I, I, I walk <laughs> over uh, and I just point randomly into the crowd at Quinny and I go, you, sir, where should I take him to get him healed? Oh, sir, uh, the backstage here would be great. Just th- through this door here. So I, I pick up Kevin, and I'm like, don't worry, we got this. Uh, and, okay. And, and I, I walk out through that side door. And I'm like, I'm going to need two people to help me, you and you. And I volunteer. Quinn I have a healing Alan. potion. Oh, let's, perfect. Let's heal this person. All right, we got this, Mudbutt. We'll be back in a second. See you later. Right, so you guys drag Kevin. Meanwhile, Mudbutt, you sort of watch as this happens, and you're you're happy to see that uh, your great aunt um, has finally come back down from, from upstairs. She was, uh, was getting ready in her rooms. Uh, and she greets you warmly and says, Ah, Mudbutt, dear, how are you feeling about the whole coronation? Oh, Gildrude, you look wonderful. Oh, thank you, oh, dear. give me a hug. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Gildrude uh, does the same hug pattern that you did with Butthole, where, like, she lifts you up and you lift her up and then spin you around. Do uh, they do the kissing? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, we don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> Bridge too far, dear. Yeah, she, she, she pats yeah. your hand. Uh, so she kind of stands next to you at the throne and sort of looks out over all this. She says, so how are you feeling all of, about all of this, Mudbutt? This must be a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. I I, I wish I could find Richard. He'd, he'd know what to do with all this. Oh, you haven't seen him? No. And when I returned, I <laughs> after that party, <laughs> you know which one I mean. Oh, yes. I, I woke up in my chamber, and when I when I looked... In Richard's little tiny Richard bed, he was he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, that's so strange. I mean, everyone I ask says he he must be off getting me a gift or something. Oh, but I that mean, sounds like him. I he doesn't have money. <laughs> I mean, 
Where's he going to put a, a wallet? Oh, he's never a, you he's a mind, Richard. dearie. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. <coughs> I just wish I could find him. I'm sure he'll turn up. And besides, today's a big day. You won't have time for your Richard today. Oh. Not on the day that you're to be thrown. It's the Feast of Mudbutt, after all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is underway, no doubt. Oh, yes, yes. Uh. I believe it shall be underway shortly. As soon as the food comes, we really must speak to Ramsay about the service here. <laughs> Friggin' Ramsay. And Gideon hasn't been giving you any more difficulties, has he, dearie? No, no. Just the old side glance when I try to fight someone or when I try to flip over the throne. I don't like this new throne. I, I like the traditional one better. Oh, yes, the, the throne of bones. Yes. The traditional throne of, I mean, of Winchester. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't we supposed to add the skull of my father to it? Oh, well, how yeah. are we going to continue with the tradition? Oh, it's just a shame it was lost in the fire, dear. You'll just have to put up with this new one. I guess first Richard, then the magic throne of bones? I... <laughs> What's next, my new mug? Wait, where's my mug? Crap! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you find it, Glee Diddle comes out with it being like, I was just refilling it for you, Sarah. <sighs> Thank you, Glee Diddle. As soon as the food's been served, we'll refill your special shot glass and you can go do the, the official drink that will finally kick off the Feast of Mud Butt proper. Ooh, I can't wait. Cut to side room. I don't know about you guys, but this is building legitimate tension and anxiety within me. And I'm going to be <laughs> so too. relieved when I get to take out my sword and just start stabbing things. It's, <laughs> it's what I know. It's just, it's my happy place. Let's be honest. That's who we are. Like, <laughs> yeah. just the three of us. We don't like intrigue. Yeah, this intrigue we like is the murder too part. much for me. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening. I'm so, so scared. Um, you find yourselves in a dressing room. Uh, seems to be uh, sort of recently readapted for the stage. So there are, in the north, east, and south walls, uh, there are small tables with um, sort of a highly reflective hammered piece of metal sort of operating as a mirror. There is a dressing screen in the northwest corner. And in the northeast corner, there is a what looks to be a cage with a sheet over it. Wow. Okay, I'm going to turn and just lock the door behind us so we don't have anybody walk in. Okay, good Great. call. I didn't actually even think of that. Um, I quickly say, throw a hold of the feathers like, I think this is Richard, and I go to the cage and I pull the sheet off of it. Inside you find a falcon whose neck appears to have been snapped. <gasps> oh, fuck, that's not Richard, shit. is it? He was once. Are you serious? We found dead Richard? Oh this is so God. fucking dark. Holy shit. I'm like, where did you guys leave Goblin Jr.? He's, oh, he's in the kitchen. Do you know why the food prep is being done? He's an armored wolf. I'm going to have some faith in Moonhammer about this one. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to kill that chef. So let's well, just accept. I'll accept. help you. So uh, here, here's what we know. We got we to gotta fucking focus here. Okay, can just, I'm just going to do a how, check behind how, that screen. She's going to do the screen. I'm going to check on Kevin because I don't actually want him to die while we have a conversation. Can you mm -hmm. do anything about this? And I point to the dead bird. Unless it died in the last 60 seconds. No. Do you want to reach deep inside yourself and attempt it? I found these feathers out there in that room. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go for this. Uh, Richard can't even talk. This is gonna. Suck. And then I, I go over to it and I'm like, and I just start start like burping and farting like rhythmically back and forth until my whole body. It's it's almost like you're hearing an accordion. You know, it's like and I'm alternating. It's getting faster and faster. And I reach out to the cage and I hold out my hands. And then two magical butts appear in my palms, oh, and they start farting back and forth, and I'm just holding it, and it's creating this, like, blue glowing cloud of farts all around Richard, and I'm like, Moonhammer! And then in a last blast of a, of a fart out of every orifice, including my new two hand butts, uh, it just blasts magic into the body, and I lay a hand on it. You've never attempted something like this. You've always heard that, you know, the, those who truly believe can raise the dead. From what you can tell, and, you know, as Alan is uh, checking the screen, like also checking Richard, it seems like Richard has definitely been dead for more than 60 seconds. However, you feel more powerful than you ever felt. You can feel tremendous amounts of energy traveling through you. And with a reverse cracking noise, Richard looks up to you. He goes, and I just sing him the song that Mudbutt usually plays before it's like, <laughs> and I hold out my arm. And then we uh, hear, Kah! and he lands on my arm, and I go, ah, Richard! <laughs> uh, and then we've got him. Then I'm like, okay, now, now Kevin, though. <laughs> yeah, all right, priorities. So I, I just look over Kevin. If he, if he doesn't look like he's dying, then we don't uh, need he to. He definitely look, looks like he's dying. He's ah. convulsing and foaming at the mouth. Ah, fuck. Okay. His eyes are bleeding. So I'm going to reach down and I'm just going to do like a level one cure wounds on Kevin. I'm just like, oh, fucking Kevin. Sure. I just lay a hand on his forehead and I just like fart and it goes up his nose. And I'm like, whatever. Cool. Uh, so you do so. Um, and uh, as you do, he locks eyes with you. 
And he says, thank you. And then he bursts into ash. Holy shit. <laughs> wait, wait, guys. What did you I got, do to no, him? No, 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 relax. I figured this out. These people are all motherfucking ghosts. Yes, they are. They're all bodies. Nobody in this fucking place is real. Holy fucking shit. Oh, God. These are all yes. fucking I take ash. out my sword. I'm like, I have absolutely no hangups about killing ghosts. <laughs> oh guys, all. Thank got, you for okay, just... No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. There are a lot of them, and we don't know how strong they are. Some of them could be real. Some of them could be fake. Some of them could be leashes. There's a million things that could be with undead, which makes me deeply uncomfortable. What do we know about that room? That room? Yeah. Oh, out there. So, yeah. so what I know from Mudbutt, we got uh, his uncle Gideon, who's pissed off, which makes me think Gideon might be real, might not be, but Gideon is like... And like, there's something aberrant about Gideon, Gideon, in that he is not everything's going great right now. We've got his great aunt, who he keeps mentioning. Haven't met her, but theoretically, there's another possibility. We got the butlers, but have you seen anything of that? Are they under the spell? Or are they not? Yeah, the staff mm-hmm. are under the spell too. Kitchen Fuck. staff. Yeah. Fuck. The okay. gnome. The sauce. They mentioned the sauce back at the house. Do we know anything more about sauce? It just tastes good, man. I don't know what to tell you. As you're delivering things, you did notice that there's a bottle of sauce on each, each yeah. table. Each table. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> okay, uh, here's the problem that we're dealing with. People. Here's the problem that we're dealing with. Um, our problem is, listen, I like the guy, but uh, Mudbutt's an idiot. So I've been trying to tell him that something's going on weird, and he is not How's listening. He's very happy there's a party. <laughs> so, I mean, good in one way. He's having a great time. Bad in another that he'll probably still get murdered. Okay, um, look, bird corpse in a bird cage in a room that Mudbutt would not normally be in means that someone or something does not want Richard out and about. So we might be able to set something off by letting him out there. True, but we blow our whole wad the moment we let Richard out of this room. So here's here's what I'm thinking. And I, I looked at Richard and I'm like, you got to be in on this one, buddy. Here, here's is, is there some sort of cloak or something in this room? Yeah, I mean, it's a dressing room, so there's all sorts of Great. stuff. Great. So I'm just going to throw on like a sexy cape because that feels like something I'd earn for healing somebody. And I'm like, <laughs> Richard, I got to hide you under this cape because I don't want you to get, I don't want him to get murdered by somebody coming out the door. The guard could shoot him. Mm-hmm. It could get really fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Okay. How do we get him in the kitchen? I just want to get him out of this throne room if we can, because if we reveal Richard in the room, then everybody's a zombie and we could all get murdered. I want to well, get him in a separate room. We should be going back to the kitchen anyways to get more food. Yes, but how do we get Mudbutt in there? I'm not good at this kind of planning. <laughs> all I do is celebrate the party with them. Guys, I have a great time with them. I can't stay focused. All right. Uh, we tell him that uh, this feast is buffet style. You take your plate and you got to go there and get your own food. <laughs> He'll just send uh, Glee Diddle or Bentley or Farfenschlagen. I don't know anyone's names. <laughs> um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, he doesn't know you guys are here. So let's pretend this thing we organized with Kevin was a trick. Alan, you go back to the kitchen and stay hidden. I'll bring you, because I've already given him two presents, so you can say that there's a third present and then whisper in his ear that you've got a present for him in the kitchen. You found Richard, but he has to go get him himself because Richard won't trust anybody. And then I'll keep Richard hidden and we'll go in the kitchen and then we'll be like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, yeah. Just as a potential backup plan, if people start getting suspicious of us, I gesture to the bottle that I pocketed of the Worcestershire sauce. Uh, Just smear this on your nose and act like something's wrong. I just I figure that if Richard gets out, smear that on your nose and say, stop that bird because we're all evil ghosts, right? And that should put that fire out immediately. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'll just... Why am I putting it on my nose? Nosebleeds, man. Everyone has nosebleeds and shit. Oh, I'll just punch myself in the face. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the sauce, but okay. Okay. So as, uh, as you're having this conversation, the uh, the feast is in full swing. A hush falls over the uh, the room as uh, Glee Diddle places the uh, ceremonial shot glass uh, on the chest. Oh, I lean over and I'm like, this shot glass thing is bad. That means the coronation happened. Uh, Should you and, be drinking that? Um, Gildrude mm-hmm. uh, takes your hand. Uh, Gideon's on your other side. Uh, and the three of you start to make your way uh, towards the shot glass and your destiny. Shit. We can't go up and talk to him now. No, we can't go up and talk to him now. Okay, so I, I lean back under the cape and I'm like, Richard, this could be the only way for you to save Mudbutt's life. Here's the deal. We let you go. You got to get that shot glass and get the fuck out of here through the kitchen. I smear Worcestershire sauce on my face. I take out my bow. I'm like, I'm going to try and quote unquote shoot Richard, but just get anybody who's going to fuck him up. Yeah, Deal? exactly. Okay. We're going to do that. And then this is a very short term plan. <laughs> <laughs> but if Richard gets out of here, we can leave. I'll leave Grab the chase after. And take him. I'll, I'll leave. Do you know what? I'll stay behind because I'm on team Mudbutt. Yeah. Uh, you guys can be the ones who take off after Richard. And then yeah. I can turn around and blame it on you. And yep. we get the fuck out of here. Okay. Yep. Richard, are you up for this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to accept that that's a yes. Okay. <laughs> You guys ready to go? Yeah, ready? I've I've got my crossbow bolt into yeah, and like I've an, got in my hand. short bow drawn, and then I'm just like three, two, one, and I throw back my cape. Mudbutt, you're currently leaning down to pick up your shot glass 
when all of a sudden, screeching as loud and as passionately as you've ever heard, it's Richard. What? Richard? Wait, let me get my fruit to see if it is him. <laughs> and, he, and he lands on my on my arm and like, Richard! And then I yell from the back of the room, Richard, remember your mission! <laughs> Richard, you son of a gun! Where have you been? They said you were getting me a present. Oh, you should have the shot too. Let's both do the shot. And I say, get that bird. And I fire an arrow at the shot glass. What the? Interlopers! Everyone destroy him! <laughs> yeah, stop him! I yell. I look at you both and I'm like, this is how it has to go. And I, I, I start running over, protect the king! Uh, and so uh, from beside you, Gideon says, what? Interlopers? And uh, Gildred looks at Richard and looks at you and just ever so disappointed and says, oh, we were so close. Oh, well, time for the feast to begin. And all of a sudden, the dead king sits up, opens his mouth, and lunges at you. Roll for initiative, Oh, man. Me too? Nine. Plus one, 13. I got nine. Butthole? 15. Grimebottom lurches forward. Mudbutt grabs you by the shoulders says, I have waited so long for this moment, son. I shall live again. He attempts to grapple you. He will succeed. So he's got his hands firmly on your shoulders. You start to feel uh, that the jovial life force within you starting to fade a bit. Humana, 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 He opens his mouth and sort of the wrappings fall away and you see it's your your father's visage, but uh, it's become horrible and monstrous. Beside you, your aunt having thrust you at Grimebottom, you can see Gildrude's um, face starts to fall away. Her skin becomes red. Her eyes become black. Horns begin to grow out of her forehead and she sort of begins to rise up off the ground. She's not, in fact, your aunt, but a lesser demon who seems to be responsible for quite a bit of what's going on. I twirled with you. (laughs) (laughs) And soon we shall twirl again, my dear. In hell. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that was Grimebottom's move. Butthole. So basically, um, as all this is happening, you've got the demon floating next to the dais. Yeah, so they're at the center of the room right by the body. Yes, exactly. At all the tables, all the people stop talking, grab whatever piece of cutlery is in front of them, and sort of stand up in unison, and all turn uh, to look at you guys. How many people are there in this room? There are eight people per table. There are 13 tables. So that's 104. There are 104. Okay, so I'm going first. I like our odds. Um, (laughs) We got a lot of people, and I'm going to yell over to Mudbutt, the other two are Quinny and Alan. We need to get the fuck out of here. Oh, hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I unlimber my shield. I've got Hugh. I've got a holy symbol on my shield and on my chest. So I'm going to raise my shield over my head and then I'll slam it down into place in front of me looking like a, you know, Roman legionnaires and they did a cool thing where they stomp and it comes down. And Hugh, which has been down by my side, comes up and I just yell, bye, Moonhammer, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> uh, and I cast turn undead. So that means all undead within 30 feet of me. Do you know what? I'm going to run into the middle of the group of the undead. I'm, I'm banking everything on this <laughs> oh one. I'm running right towards the king. Because how big is the room? It's probably 120 feet across. So I'm going to run to the body. So everybody within 30 feet of me who are undead, they have to pass a 15 DC will save. If they fail, they have to turn and move away from me for one minute or until they take damage. And if their challenge rating is a half or less and they fail their save, they're immediately destroyed. Here's what happens. You yell like, get the fuck away from me. You unleash the power of Moonhammer, and all of the peasants within your casting range turn to ash. And you hear a a couple mutterings of, thank you. Cool. How many was that? So how many are left? What's our room Uh, looking like So you basically blew up three and a half tables. So it would be, yeah, 104 minus 30. And then I'm going to yell to the rest of the room, make for the fucking front door. (laughs) With your power, you've basically cleared out this entire south east corner. All those tables around the door have been blown open. Okay. So I'm clearing a gap to the front door. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what I'm making the break for. It. I'm like, we got a free mud butt and we got to get the fuck out of here. Then uh, I yell to the back, snarf, 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 snarf. <laughs> and it's just telling Goblin Jr. to like, get the fuck out the back door. <laughs> he looks up with his chef hat and goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> and takes off at the back. Mud butt, you're currently being held by uh, the ghostly... I'm a little taken aback. <laughs> that my dad's attacking me, my dead dad. So I don't want to kill him again or like un, like re-kill mm-hmm. my dead father. So I just want to get space 
So I, I want to push him away from me and kind of just jump back to my throne so I have, like, maybe the upper hand. Mm-hmm. My butt! The front door! <laughs> oh, to be fair, uh, Deathmonger is hanging above the throne right now. Well, fair, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I want to I get to Deathmonger. Yeah. What I need you to do is roll me a strength save. 22. Excellent. 18 plus 4. Right. You've got a couple things working in your advantage. Uh, you're taken aback, but uh, generally speaking, when things take Mudbutt by surprise, he flails out in, in <laughs> anger and rage. Your reflexes are faster than anyone gives Mudbutt credit for, and uh, you break you break away from you. You break his hold on you. Oh, good. Okay. And you're able to step back. So you're going to move back to the throne? I move back to the throne, and I reach for Deathmonger. Great. I'll let you grab Deathmonger. And then I talk to uh, this devil that's hovering there, and he's been like, like, demon, what have you done to my father? That's sweet. You think I did something to him? Oh, no, my friend. It was him who summoned me here. What? what, what? <laughs> Burn my kingdom, will you? Destroy me? Whoa. The time has come for a reckoning, son. Look, we talked about this. That was an accident. The wizard told me if I burned everything, it would turn to gold. Gold! <laughs> the wizard was going to grant me immortality, you fool. You ruined it for everyone. I... And now I shall live again. Uh... <laughs> Shit! This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A- ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep. Yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? Three trials. The arena, the old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not going to believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friends. How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. fucking spiders, they are everywhere. Ah! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.